Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Alistair Still. Alistair, are you ready to do this? You bet. Let's go. Great to be here today. Let's go. Excited to have you on. Alistair is a CEO of Gold Mining Inc. He's had over 25 years experience working with major gold miners all over the world, such as Newmont Gold Corp, Plaster Dome, King Cross Gold, and Ignacio Silt Eagle. Alistair, excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, yeah, first of all, thanks very much for having me on today. Pleasure to be here. Um, my background is as a geologist. I started uh, uh, going to school for geology and then it led me into a career in the mining business. And I was fortunate enough to take on a career that was really my, my passion to be outdoors and exploring for new things, going to different parts of the world and you know, love for, for rocks and minerals. And it led me into a great, uh, a great career. So that was my passion, which I followed into my career. Uh, and now I'm working for a, uh, a, a junior my, uh, explorer and development company called Gold Mining Inc. It's an exciting time to be in that industry, and I'm hopefully able to use the experience I've gained working at operations and project development and in corporate development and to develop an extensive portfolio that gold mining has into uh, some very significant value for our, for our shareholders. Nice. How does one, how, how does one discover that you have a passion for geology? Was it just as a kid, you're always picking up rocks on the ground? Is it that simple? Well, it, it could be. Uh, in my case, actually, it was a family friend, uh, both my brother and myself, that we, we chummed with as, as, as kids. Their father or his father was a geologist, and he would be off traveling to wild and exciting parts of the world and would come back with, you know, cool rocks and souvenirs and tales from these far off lands. And I always thought, hey, what a cool thing to do that would be. And I think that was uh, one of my first uh, interests in the profession. And that 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 geologist actually, who was uh, quite a well-known geologist, who would become inducted into the Canadian Mining Hall of Fame. And, uh, you know, the, he sort of, I guess, inspired me early on to uh, into that career path. Nice. Well, I appreciate that. So we're having this conversation on March the 7th and obviously um, going through a really, really tough time in the world. And a byproduct of that is the commodity prices spiking. And you've obviously been a fan of gold for a long time. How are you looking at, how are you looking at gold um, a month ago and, and how are you thinking about it now? Well, I think you know, obviously there's been some you know very specific impacts on the price recently, and as much as you know the situation in Ukraine has caused a you know, dramatic rise in various commodity prices from precious metals to oil, etc. I guess first and foremost we have to recognize that you know that's a that's a tragedy that's uh, being imparted upon uh, part of the globe, which is impacting people you know, globally in a, in a variety of different ways. Um, and so, you know, we, we manage that and we work in a world where, you know, it is a global environment. But fundamentally, I don't think it has changed our view on precious metals, which is that we think there's a strong demand for them. We see that 
demand increasing. We've, we've seen over the last 10 years that major mining companies have not been able to replace their reserves um, you know, by their annual production rates. Their, their drill bit has not been able to replace that. So they're out looking for new projects. We have a company that's very rich in projects. We're, we're, we're developing those and advancing those. So we think it's, it's a great situation um, by having a, a portfolio of strong assets in a market where we think the, the gold price can continue to rise, even independent of the situation in the Ukraine, the fundamentals are there for a stronger metal price. And so I think it's a, it's a good time to be investing in, in the metals space and particularly precious metals, which have historically been a great safe haven uh, and protection against inflation and a go-to as, a, as something to help uh, you know, steady the ship and, and have as a security measure and diversification in the portfolio when there are some choppier times in the markets. Okay, I appreciate that. Why have these major miners been unable to, or it's not that they maybe have been, been unable to, it's just that they haven't. Um, been able, they just haven't replaced their their the 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 resources, for lack of a better term. I think it, it really attributes to, to two factors. The the first one was that you know in the last sort of ten years of a cycle, um, the major mining companies were really striving to be better stewards of capital and showing better financial metrics and better economic performance to their shareholders so they could generate uh, profits and pay out dividends. And in some cases, and in many cases, actually, that came at the expense of the future. So they would cut back on exploration, focus on the near-term profits uh, or short-term gains at the expense of the long-term future in some cases. And Exploration really is a bit of a long-term gain. So if you've, you've taken a, a pause or a gap or you've, you've scaled back on exploration, it's not something that you can turn on instantly and have instant results. It can take years to catch up again. And I think that's exactly what we've seen is an, is an underfunding of exploration that's caught up to the mining industry. And the second thing I think that's in, sort of combined with that is that as resources are mined throughout the world, there's becoming, uh, becoming harder and harder to find. You know, it's, you know, it's cliche, but many of the easy deposits have been found. You know, the historical deposits were outcropping at surface and literally um, you know, people would stumble across them or prospectors or geologists would find them right at surface. Now, you know, people are going to further places around the globe. Deposits are getting deeper. Um, and that really means that now people need to get smarter. There's new technology coming into exploration, which is great. You know, the mining industry really is adapting to the current climate conditions. Uh, they're adapting to new standards and regulations in ESG. So that's important to see that our industry is adapting to that. And I think technology will really be a, you know, a focus going forward and finding the next major deposits. How long has there been the relationship between great big mining companies that actually do the mining and junior miners like yourself who are out looking for these new opportunities. Is that, has that always been the case or is that? I think, uh, yes, I think that largely has been the case where um, the juniors always had a role to play. And that is, you know, they were able to raise money and really it was a risk reward game. You know, they would take earlier stage projects and you know the potential for a higher return uh, was there, but also greater risk that they may not find anything. Um, I would also say that more in the past, though, that some of the bigger uh, mining companies, such as you know 
Placer Dome was a classic Canadian and global mining company, but it was really a, a institutional setup where it had geologists in all corners of the globe, regional offices, exploration, geophysicists, geochemists uh, scattered everywhere. And again, as, as things started to scale back and people tried to focus in what were tough margins, uh, some of the exploration got scaled back and it got pushed down to some of the juniors who really by almost by way of proxy do, do some of the exploration for some of the major mining companies. And I think in the last five years or so that has started to come back you know the majors are reinvesting into exploration and reinvesting into the future so it's it's really a, a symbiotic relationship that it's been there um you know really for you know since the markets and, and mining really became entwined and it's an important part of making discoveries to go forward how important is it where the gold is found it seems to me that it would be really, really important and ideal to have it in a place where there's infrastructure, where there's stability, but it could be that it's just so valuable that if you find the right deposit that you'll do it anywhere. It's, it's a great question. And certainly uh, for our company, as an example, at, at Gold Mining Inc., we, we have focused uh, our portfolio entirely within the Americas. It's, it's jurisdictions that you know we feel we know best. We have experience working in. Uh, there's geopolitical stability there, uh, and we think that that counts for, for a lot and for our shareholders having that uh, comfort in those areas where we're operating in. It doesn't mean it's always going to be easy, but there's a certain familiarity or or a rhythm to working in those regions or jurisdictions, which you can have uh, um, stability and and uh, and continuity. However, I mean, as we know, it is a, it's a global industry. Uh, companies are looking further afield into different jurisdictions where there is uh, certainly potential for finding new discoveries and making new mines. It may be slightly higher risk, um, but it also comes with some cases, you know, significant reward. So it is a balance. Uh, our company has chosen the more stable route, focusing the Americas, but there are a number of companies who are either truly global or will focus in some higher risk uh, jurisdictions, which at least for the time being, our company is more comfortable staying in, in the Americas. Yeah. Well, that certainly intellectually to me makes sense. I mean, obviously, as, as a company, they need to responsible to the shareholders. And so they're looking at the near term and as we were talking about earlier, but then also needing to replace those deposits. And um, so that, 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 that makes sense. I've been reading about how new technology is coming online that will be able to, uh, I guess, do help, help us or help folks like you to do a better job of actually looking into the earth in a, in, in, in a new way. Tell me a little bit about how, how, you, how you utilize technology. Well, I think one of the, uh, the, the key changes that's happened in the, in the mining exploration space in the last couple of years has really been the introduction and now the more prevalent use in some cases of, of artificial intelligence, which can be used to, to generate new targets and generate uh, new discoveries. Um, the one thing I would point towards uh, some of that technology, though, is that it's largely still dependent on, uh, you know, geologists or engineers who are inputting the data into a system so that it can be interpreted and, uh, and, and targets generated. And one might argue that the, you know, the real benefit of some of the major data collection uh, efforts to come up with targeting has really been the collection of data itself. And there's an historic, uh, you know, 
trove of, of data out there that's been collected over you know, decades or a century plus in some mining camps of information. Many of it is still on paper drawn sections or handwritten drill logs and, and making that information uh, digitally uh, compatible for interpretation and new modeling techniques, not just artificial intelligence, but 3D modeling tools and techniques really gives the geologists uh, you know, an extra ability to, to interpret and, and, and seek, seek targets which may have been overlooked in the past. You, know, you, can, you can look at so much more data and consider so many new variables where in the past you were, you were limited to what you had available at your fingertips. It's, a, it's really a data-driven world in, in much of the exploration work ongoing these days. Yeah, well, that certainly does make sense. I, you know, take for granted um, a lot of the technology that that most people who are not in the mining business utilize on a daily basis. But certainly, there are just vast territories of land that I imagine folks like you have been looking at and pouring over for for generations and generations, looking for gold. And so, how do you take all that? wonderful information it's probably on a piece of paper like you're talking about and then actually turn it into something you can use exactly and i can give one example in uh, in a past uh, uh, job where i was working in a, a mining town in northern ontario there was a historical mine which was at one point one of the largest mines in in the whole western hemisphere the hollinger mine in, in timmins gold camp and we found a, you know, a historic trove of of, of data there and there were drill holes on the property that were quite literally handwritten in hmm. paper log books and there was 100,000 drill logs handwritten into log books wow so, oh yeah it's a tremendous amount of data so at that time we, we assembled a team of uh, data entry uh, personnel to to comb through that data put it into a digital world and then we could interpret it and put a new resource and a new new mining shape on it because you know technology has changed from you know the turn of the previous century where you know it was you know classic you know underground tunnel and and drill and blast mining into you know many of the large-scale mining methods that that exist today so it was a you know an effort where you could mine the data as was the first step before you could mine the gold just to mine the data Hmm. So your competition, I, I imagine that there are, are quite a few gold miners out there. What is it that, that's, that's differentiate, differentiating you from, from the others? It's a great question and one that we do get asked frequently. And I think there's, there's, there's two key parts of our company that really, I think, do set us apart from some of our, uh, some of our peers. And that is, the first of all, is the is the assets and the assets to me are your physical assets and your people. I think we have a strong and experienced team um, that have been with the company in some cases, our chairman and founder since day one. He's stuck with the company, he created it. He hasn't sold a single share. So he's a long-term holder. That's Amir Adnani, a, a tremendous entrepreneur who's also created several other uh, mining companies. So we have a, a great team of people that we work with. And then it's the, it's the assets that we have. Um, we have, you know, 11 projects throughout the Americas with mineral resources on them, some 16 million uh, gold equivalent ounces in the measured indicated category and a further 16 million gold equivalent ounces in inferred category. And even without knowing all the differences between measured indicated and inferred in different categories, that's an awful lot of uh, gold resource. 32 million ounces is way above 
the limits most uh, you know junior miners would have in our in our book. So that's a tremendous resource. And the other thing that's important within that is that it's not a single entity company. So we have diversity in the portfolio. We're not sole sourced on one project, which can be you know boom or bust. We have different projects will advance that spreads the risk and gives us greater opportunity for success. And as well, it's not just gold. We have a significant copper resource as well, and the copper occurs with our gold deposits. We have some 2.7 billion pounds of copper in our resources. Uh, there's a little silver as well, and there are 27 million ounces of silver. So, so diversification in the portfolio, diversification in the metals. And to top it all off, we have a, a tremendous balance sheet. And many junior mining companies will kind of be a hand-to-mouth process of, you know, they raise a bit of money, spend it, and raise a bit of money. I think our company has shown that we, we're taking a different approach, more of a long-term approach. The, the last time we did a, a, a major public raise was in 2016. So we've been very efficient with our capital and not having to dilute our shareholders. Uh, and one great example of how we were able to do that, last year we created a new company called Gold Royalty Corp. And that was created by writing royalties on our existing portfolio, putting that into a new vehicle and launching it as an IPO on the New York Stock Exchange. And today our company holds 20 million shares in that company. It's worth uh, approximately $100 million, Canadian dollars anyway, about 80 million US dollars as of today's date. And that's a, that's a real boost that many companies don't have is to have such a strong balance sheet combined with such strong uh, assets as well. Yeah, I know from what mild experience I have with mining and junior miners is the majority are, as you described, sort of hand to mouth and run out of money and need to go sell or sell shares or, or, or give shares away for, for more capital. And then they spend that and it's sort of like a dog chasing its tail. So that, that's, that's, that's excellent. And certainly a good foresight on on your part to be able to uh, to be able to go with that gold royalty corp. I love it. Well, Alistair, people are ready for that difference making tip. What do you have for them? Well, I guess it started with how you you asked uh, your first question today. Is you know why do you do what you do? And and for me, it was all about you know passion of wanting to do something. And I think if you have the passion to do something, do it well. You know, commit yourself to it and go all in. Uh, I think that's you know kind of a key, a key lesson for me, and I think that's key for our company. You know, we've we've been committed to acquiring assets. Now we're going to advance those uh, projects. We're in it for the long term. It's not a, a short term uh, uh, flip for us. It's a long term game. We're showing real growth over time, and I think that's the same thing people need to approach their careers with. You know, get a passion for something, go all in, and at the same time you're doing that, don't be afraid to try new things. You know, for me, I had a uh, you know very, you know, stable uh, job in a, in a classic mining town in northern Ontario. I'd had my kids uh, born and raised there, and you know, I probably could have stayed my career there, but I wanted to try new things. I I ventured out to a, a role in the corporate um, side of things to try and look at the corporate development side, and that led to an opportunity to go to uh, to build a mine in southern Argentina in Patagonia. And that, that turned into a three and a half year adventure into about as far away as I could travel from my house, uh, learn a new language, uh, see some amazing people, learn a new culture. And uh, I think it's those kind of experiences that you know add to your passion. 
you know, add to your, not just your resume, but your life experiences that make you better adapted, you know, a stronger person and more experienced and that much more uh, adept to, to recognize people's talent and also the talent of opportunities uh, within assets that may present themselves to them. So take something on with a passion, you know, go all in with it and uh, don't be afraid to step outside the comfort zone to learn new things as you advance yourself. Well, I think that is great stuff that definitely gets, come on, Alistair, thank, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and how can they engage with you and Gold Mining Inc.? Well, we currently trade on the New York Stock Exchange American under the symbol GLDG. We're also on the Toronto Stock Exchange, very easy ticker symbol, G-O-L-D, gold. And people can find a lot of information or sign up for newsletters on our website, www.goldmining.com. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Alistair your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to goldmining.com. That is quite a, a website address right there, Alistair. And you can find them on the New York Stock Exchange under GLDG and the Toronto TSX Stock Exchange under GOLD. Pretty easy to find. <laughs> Thanks again, Alistair. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I look forward to speaking again in the future, George. Likewise. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.